That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's like, you know, if, if John Bonham was dug up from the grave and Led Zeppelin reunited, I'm too cranky to get back into that line. Mm-hmm. at this point my back hurts i can't just stand hurts. there anyways it's really tough so i'm not gonna sleep in a line or like or like finish thanksgiving dinner and go camp out you're not a good family member that's someone's happy place like that is someone's <sighs> insane happy place which which i cannot wrap my fucking head around at all it's tough i mean like if that's their happy place and then their happy place results in you being the recipient of a brand new 36 inch flat screen TV. Did you ever watch that extreme couponing show that was out for a bit? And it'd be like these women and you would like, they'd be like, I clip and I do. And they'd go show you their big like storage facility with all the shit you don't need. I think there was just an abundance of like dish soap. And like, I'm like, why do you need 17 years worth of dish soap? Only because you had a coupon to do it and you gamed the fucking system. And that's really, it's, it's kind of like gambling. I think people are like, no, I got there first. I get the deal. I'm the first 20. It's a form of, I can see why it's it's a form of fulfillment. It's It's a a game. It's addiction. It's a game. Actually, like I think that I tend to personally do much more shopping for myself around the holiday season than anybody else just because there the are yes exactly they're still coming your way you can just like load up on everything you wanted two months ago but now you get it cheaper <laughs> Did you guys gain any new fun holiday traditions over the Thanksgiving long weekend? No, but I think you did. I'm a ba- I know. I just wanted to before I Yeah, you're right. Before I I mean I didn't want to be, you know, exclusive with my Okay, first of all, God bless. All right. I don't even know where this comes from, but I was like, listen, it takes very little to entertain little kids. Uh, this is a thing that my boyfriend's family does. After a certain hour, uh, you gather up a bunch of socks all around the house. You get the ceiling fan going on high and you make a little knot at the end of the sock and you let the kids just throw all the socks up into the ceiling fan. And it's fucking hilarious. They come torpedoing at everyone's heads. They go gather them, throw them back in. I was like, this is hours of inexpensive entertainment I loved it. I sat there watching. I was like, what is going on? And everyone's like, yeah, this is what we do over the holidays. Oh my God. So my sister, I love this. My sister's boyfriend in uh, college so many years ago, the house he lived in that I would go to and, you know, like 
17 year old Andrea was like, I want to go party at College Town too. Um, they would do a thing where they had a Kermit the Frog plush doll and they had a ceiling fan and everybody would like get high <laughs> and then take turns throwing <laughs> Kermit at the fan and wherever he landed in whatever position was like the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen in your whole life. He would just land and be like, Bleh! but sometimes he'd land and be like upright with his like his legs crossed and whatever and everybody would be like, this is amazing. So I will, I can see how it's totally awesome. Oh my God. It was. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Brian Michael Lucas. I was much younger and granted throwing a very hard uh, foil ball at the fan and creating a game of baseball where <laughs> it landed like was a, like a homemade foil ball. Yeah. And then like several weeks later, the blade fell off the ceiling fan in the middle of dinner. And, yeah. <laughs> Did it go right into the TV? No, it dropped into the mashed potatoes. <laughs> Dude, I'm so, like, and I will take a moment to pause and say, like, we really have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of beef with the internet and the way it's taken over our brain. But let's also just pause sometimes and remember that this was what we did pre-internet. Is we used to throw tinfoil balls at ceiling fans because there really was meant no something. World Wide Web. Well, if it's uh, going to be that kind of party, I'll put my ceiling fan in the mashed potatoes. Hey guys, it is time for some server submitted stories. Alright guys, first one from Go Diegs Go. Hey guys, first off, love the podcast. Oh, thanks, Diegs. Love you. It seriously feels like I know you considering how much I listen. Anyways, I wanted to share a story from roughly eight years ago when I was in high school and worked at Brewster's. For those not familiar... <laughs> for those not familiar, an ice cream shop. Our Brewster's in specific was known for our half-off banana split on Thursday if you brought in your own banana. Oh, God. What? fucking against home code right so like any other annoying restaurant offers we would be swarmed by banana splits on thursdays for reference there's three flavors of ice cream three toppings whipped cream and a cherry on top all customizable per customer no matter how many splits we made nothing came close to banana man let me set the scene it's 7 p.m. on a Thursday, and a lime green Jeep pulls up, and who comes out? None other than a man, and I kid you not, carrying 12 fucking bananas. What a dick. Naturally, I was struck serving this man for over 45 minutes as he decided what 36 different ice creams and <laughs> toppings, 12 <laughs> times 3, he wanted on his absurdly large order. Also, he demanded a taste of all 23 flavors we had that day. Fuck, dude. Obviously, no tip or thank you at the end. Needless to say, every Thursday from then on out, I lived in fear of Banana Man returning to haunt me. Once again, the podcast is so good, and Godspeed and good tips. Fuck, man. Where are piece of shit, on. dude. Where did he go and deal with this guy? I have so many questions. <laughs> Where did he go? I, this is the part of the story that just really struck me. There was no one with him. Where did these he either took 12... him back or he put them all into his deep freeze at home? I mean, you know, we've talked about people in the Who past. Hoard? Yeah, Food? well, hoard or you can get like the really cheap cheeseburgers on certain days, well, sure. and then they like keep them in their freezer because they're food intolerant. I mean, that's the real thing. But like, I feel like this dude was like, we gave him the system intolerant or insecure. Insecure. Yeah. Okay. Insecure. Sorry. I was like, I was sorry. Like, Wait. They could sorry. be both. Though. I didn't say that. Only well, a food intolerant, you wouldn't be able to live. Um, <laughs> So anyway, whatever. I mean, I feel like this is we, we've talked about before is like people being food insecure and sure. like getting cheeseburgers and like freezing them for a later date. I feel like this guy is not 
insecure. I feel like he just... Especially he, you're driving a lime, a lime green, green Jeep. Jeep. That was the... Like, that's a douche mobile. That was the lime flag for me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, I got a real lime flag feeling after I heard that. And you're just like, who is helping you carry this out? Is this all going into like little to-go containers? What are you doing, you monster ice cream? And especially and banana tasting splits. tasting all the flavors and like seeing how they meld together. I would be at my fucking wit's end. Was he filling a bathtub for an orgy? That is the only outcome I can picture. This guy didn't have a bunch of kids sitting around waiting for him to come back. This was some sort of obsessive. He's a maniac person. He probably murders people. Or no, I shouldn't say that. But he might. <laughs> I would live in fear as well. Well, might. I mean, that's maniac behavior. That, yeah. I mean, just because a place will do this. It's like you better show up with a little league team. Uh, or else you are labeled. I mean, yeah, you- if he was taking like all those banana spits to like kids and cancer wards, great, yeah. fine. Guarantee that was not happening. Oh, people are real weird. Here's the here's the thing. You give them an inch, they take twelve bananas into your store. All right, this one is at Black Cat Nebula. She says, "Okay, so here's my server submitted story while it's still fresh in my mind." I work at a casual seafood restaurant, and it was a really slow night. This young guy and his date came in, and he immediately asked for an old-fashioned. When I asked if he had a preference of liquor, he said, never mind, make me a Manhattan. So I asked again if he had a preference and suggested makers, to which he asked me what proof it was. I said, I wasn't sure. And he said, doesn't matter, give it to me anyways. And bring me an IPA! (laughs) So I proceeded to take their order. She had the whole lobster. And he ordered the lobster mac and cheese by saying, fuck me up with that mac and cheese. (laughs) Classic. They eat their food and seem happy. And when I went to clear their plates and asked how everything was, he pointed to his date and said, this is her first lobster. She's a Presbyterian. To which she replied with an eye roll, it's pescatarian. As I'm clearing off the table, he hands me his credit card without seeing the bill first. While I'm over at the POS, clearly doing something, he starts yelling, hey, miss, and snapping his fingers. So I go over with his credit card slip and ask him what he needs, and he says, bring me a spitter. I said, excuse me, and he said, you know, a spit cup for dip. Shows me his lip packed full of dip. Gross is what she says, not me, but I will also follow that with a double gross. gross. Okay. So I bring him a cup, which he proceeds to sit there for the next hour without ordering anything and spitting into a cup. There's nothing like a good dip after a nice lobster meal. I love a good dip after I fuck up some lobster mac and cheese. They finally leave, and I go to finish cleaning up the table, including his lip trash. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not okay, like, at all. Oh, my God. Come on, lip trash. Okay, and I see that he has left me a $10 tip on a $100 bill. Needless to say, I was not impressed. He then had the audacity to come up to me and tell me that I had sweet ink and roll up his sleeves to show me his shitty backwoods tattoos. When he tried to high-five me, I just looked him dead in the eyes, said have a great night in a deadpan voice, and walked away. I later found out that when he came into the restaurant initially, he pointed to the live lobster tank and said, can I take off the band on the claws and pinch my girlfriend's butt with it? Hooray for being a server. (laughs) 
Thanks I for all the laughs. I don't hate Much this love guy. A. Like I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna say I it mean, right now. Like I don't, I do fun. not hate this guy. Like I, I understand that his etiquette was very much off, but he just was there to have a good time, he, and he didn't do anything. I mean, he terribly, was a, he terribly, was annoying. Terribly, yeah. He needed to t- like if he tipped twenty percent. Here's the thing. We wouldn't, I mean, we would just be hearing about him like more in a petty way that like, oh, can you believe what a clown this guy is? Hey, tip 20%. So whatever. He's welcome back anytime. We're just all going to have to look out for fucking lobster dip chew, man. Oh my God, you guys, please continue to send us server submitted stories, uh, specifically anything holiday related, uh, get them in under the deadline and we would love to read them on air. And then anything else you want to send, we will read them as soon as this nightmare season is over. <laughs> We're finally tackling the subject of uh, what it is to wait tables and or bartend in an airport specifically. Yeah, we've we this has been on our docket for almost a year. Uh, it's not easy to necessarily track you unicorns down. Um, and like, listen, I, I mean, I'm not saying this is a, dis- a defining moment in the life, but we are excited that you do have this experience, yeah, but you're we, a goddamn unicorn. Fucking deal with it. I know. But the, I, you're welcome. You're welcome. The more, the more we dug into this topic though, like Andrea and I, like our minds have been blown at the levels it takes to do this job. I know you're laughing like in a shitty way, but it's just like there are like layers upon layers of just even showing up for work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So first of all, you know, if we're sitting in the scene, everybody's been to an airport, I assume. Everybody knows you walk into an area where there are restaurants and bars. Hi, people have to work there. But did you know that they have just a hard time like getting to their job as you do getting into that concourse? <laughs> they do. I mean, they streamline it a little bit uh, for you because you have been, um, you have had a background search and you have to do TSA pre-check, which you pay for out of your own pocket, $160 in a lot of cases, which might take anywhere from three to five weeks to be approved while you're waiting to see if you can get this restaurant job or, or a, a chef job or, or what have you. So um, when what was the year uh, span that you were working at Midway? Is Midway what you said? Yes, Midway. So I was 20 years old. This was... Okay, so this is a long time ago. This was a long time ago. Okay, that's totally cool. This is pre-September 11th. Yes. And When the world changed. Yes, everything changed. And um, I was working at... um, It was a Chili's. I think at... at, Yeah, Yeah, I, I got it done, right? I was serving alcohol and I was 20 years old. Of course. Like, no, nobody can do that, that right? Makes sense. That makes sense. Like, mm, ain't no thing. And I was like, I don't know how this works, but I'm getting paid. And to add to what you were saying, yeah, it's a grip to get through security. Even before uh, TSA <clears throat> rules change, you know, post 9-11. So before 9-11, it still was, you, you were treated like a passenger. And I'm like, I'm 20 and I need to go pour beers for people. <laughs> and the conversations that I would hear were appalling. Post, <laughs> everyone is so depressed. Like they're like, 
super chatty and I was a child at that time. And then post 9-11, I went to O'Hare once for to cover someone's shifts. They're both the same, but if I had to choose between the two, I'm a midway girl. Okay. Okay. Not I agree. O'Hare. I agree with you. You take Southwest. I was gonna say all day, every day. Uh so that Southwest route to Wait. New York City was I would take the train to Midway get on that Southwest flight and go to Ice Slip New York baby but you so you worked at Midway not to like go way far back where before they like kind of redid that main concourse you had to like walk weird way 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 far back into the airport to get to that concourse do you remember oh, like, that Midway yeah yes oh yeah oh yeah Oh, I remember. I <laughs> okay, so be- I'm before, yeah, oh, got it. No, so before we get into our description of what a what a current day employee at an airport, bar, or restaurant has to do, tell us your version. Okay, so the commute. Can you repeat? Oh, Sorry. the commute. Okay, yeah, but, just but, to get there at the that aid. The commute to get to Midway and O'Hare. If you live in this, because I was, we were all living in this. This city is Chicago. At the same time. For anyone not aware. Yeah. Yes. It was not that bad at all to get on the L, but then you have to go through a secret entrance to, like, just get your badge scanned, but then you still have to go through TSA. Oh, right. But it's a separate kind of TSA. It's right. I've usually... seen those lines. Yeah. I still yeah, see them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, there's a secret one, and then they're, they, if they really need you to, like, get in there, then they'll use the, um, the, um, disabled persons TSA mm-hmm. because the line is shorter um, and that's what we would do but my gosh where you have to pack all of your stuff your belongings your bags so you have to go to another room or another area and then you have to get your butt over to where you're supposed to work so like your typical shift would start what time it could be all over the place. But how much extra time um, would you have to allow yourself to, like, park uh, park in a lot? Which two, two, two hours? Two hours. Jesus, two story, Two hours. Before, when the time because, you left your house, to you got yeah. to your job to start working. Yeah. Yeah. How much of that was, Fuck. like, parking? Did you train in or did you drive in? Girl. <laughs> this is Chicago. Okay, so car. you train in. And then you go to the secret entrance. Some people have to drive in that don't, and they and then a lot of people probably do. But then they have to park far, far away in different lots, which I'm sure you work with people who had to do that. Yes, that is very true. So those people would have to add on like another hour. Because Shut up! They have to take I'm a shuttle. Yes, that's it. You can't park on the premises. No, no you can't. It has to, you you have to park off premises. So basically, you spend an hour, two hours, whatever, commuting from your house to the airport. Then you have to go to an off-site parking lot, and it's not paid for. Jesus. It's expensive to work there. And, I mean, it's it's like at, at Target, employees are allowed to park on-premise. They don't care. They want us getting home safe. That's great. No questions asked. That's what I love about them. Whole Foods, you could not park within two blocks. What? Of the store. And this is the one on Kingsbury it's and North Avenue. It's all meters Avenue. or, like, street cleaning or permits. 
and in dark alleys. Yeah, so it was 100%. two blocks. You could not park. Even when we had team meetings at five in the morning, you oh. could not park. I'm not kidding you. Targets, you can park wherever you want. They That's don't great. Care. That's really good to yeah, know. Yeah, it is great. Um, and I appreciate companies that are like, we want to take care of you and make sure you don't get kills on your way home because it could happen. <laughs> um, tar, or I'm sorry. Whole Foods. O'Hare and oh, Midway. Uh, O'Hare and Midway, you have to take a shuttle or an Uber. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, basically what they're saying is, like, employees have to give themselves the same amount of a lot of time you would as if you were taking a flight. Right. It's, exactly. It's it's like, you know, and the amount of time that you spend walking to and from the different security checks, it's just, like, it's exhausting. It's a time suck. Yeah. And then you're, and you're not exhausted. for it. Yeah. And, and then you're, you're so exhausted. Paid. And then you have to, like, go work after all of that. I know. Then you're, like. Oh, no wonder everyone is an asshole at the airport because they just fucking worked three hours to get to that piece of shit customer who doesn't tip. This is another thing is like yeah, we're, people at airports are like, oh, we, they don't tip. You owe me, dude. It took me fucking three hours to get here. Mm-hmm. So this is like this is a really loaded topic that I feel like we want to dive into. And I mean, you pretty much said everything right off the top that is like I I think the biggest thing anyone needs to understand about airport employees, whether they're at the shops, the convenience counters, sort of like snack shops, you know, what are all those? They all have like the same name. Yeah, the Hudson whatever. News is. Hudson News or whatever. Uh, you know, you're you're bartending. You're working at the local McDonald's counter or whatever. Um, making minimum wage. Making or minimum wage. Yep. You know, you you you're a janitor in the airport. Anybody who works in the airport has to go through all of this bullshit to get yeah. to their job. One hundred percent. So many drug tests. So many yep. drug tests. Well, and then first of all, and also if we're talking about being like in the restaurant industry, anybody who is not a citizen or anybody who has a criminal background cannot work at the Forget airport. It. Not and happening. that's like so much Correct. of like what the service industry is to begin with and like the beating heart of the service industry in many ways, you know? Right. Preaching of the choir. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. You got a record. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No, but it, it's like again when we when you go into the idea. So now we are post nine eleven with people who have to do these jobs. You have to fund your TSA pre check yourself, do a mandatory background check, and again while you're hoping and thinking that you may or may not get hired for this job. I mean, like, hey, listen, if you travel, I suppose it's a win win that you end up with a TSA thing but if you don't get the job you just ate 160 dollars and a it's couple weeks of your time now? i thought it was yeah. like 100 bucks no it's 160 was the latest like stat i heard probably and hopefully i mean so and again so you do all this but still you are going through a slightly more streamlined version of um you know, just basic airport security. They have dedicated lines, like you said now, for the employees, whether you are like a baggage handler or you're going to work at like the Jersey Mike's like sub shop or or what have you. Um, you have to have your badge on you at all times. God forbid you show up to work without your badge. You're not getting out of the parking lot. You're not getting into your job that day. You just 
fucked yourself. I mean, there's just no showing up for your job if you do not have your TSA approved badge. And you get punished too. Yes, if of you course. You like there are like demerit systems. Oh, I'm sure. Similar to Whole Foods. Whole Foods has demerit <laughs> look- systems. We have to go into well, because, Whole Foods down you know, the line. A by lot the way. of places that we're talking about too that are in airports because of the affordability to probably have a spot in the airport are going to be large corporations. Yes. And also my neighbor, he works at a bar at O'Hare now. And everyone in my building smokes weed. They, everyone has cats. It's like women, cats, and weed. That's it. <laughs> That's it. He's the only person that is. He doesn't have a cat, but and he's not he a smokes woman, weed but, though. But he oh smokes yeah, weed. and so Great. perfect. I asked him. I was like, "Well, how do you like? Do you bring it to work?" And he told me about this system that they have. <laughs> at O'Hare where there's an exchange of sharing the green. Of course. And who knows what's going to happen January 1st because in Chicago it's going to be legal but they haven't really disclosed um how much or where you can do it. Here in California you can legally fly out. Illinois is a year behind Michigan. That is a joke. That's well, amazing it, and hilarious. Did you just, well, it's all Brooke, state to state. Brooke, did you just say Illinois? No, I didn't. I did not say Illinois. I think you I said, did. I we'll said, ask Brian. No, I said Illinois <laughs> is a year oh, behind okay. Michigan. She's all Sufjan Stevens, the name of it. Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like I really enjoyed that because uh, you know we are we are we are connected by a lake, and it's just really funny to me that Michigan somehow Michigan got the jump. Recreational approved. Uh, we're ready to sell and uh, sell and buy. Okay, I mean after it's legal, yeah, year. Can go. Yeah. Well, so but, it was January first is also so it's already happening. You can go it was legal a year ago. Okay, I yep. see. Um, so yes, so what happens here in California, as far as I know or anywhere else where recreational is legal, like, they don't give a shit. It's legal. You can leave with it. It's more like when you get to the other place. And no one's looking for it no anyway. One's, no, they're like, oh, the, the flight landed successfully? We don't care about you. What we're talking <laughs> about specifically, though, is, like, it being legal in a state where you are employed and then going to an airport and having it on you. So technically, that should be legal. Unless your employer has or something you sign where they have a some sort of contract with the airport you work at that like you can have random drunk screenings and like you're not allowed to like have it in your system which is super fucked up you know right like um handling heavy machinery or something like that oh well sure i I mean if you are an employee of the airport and you're not bartending but you're like refilling jets you know what i mean with jet fuel that's one thing i think but and then aren't you sent yeah so that's a whole other thing got it yeah we we certainly got off track with the, the weed thing but yes so like like hey fine i the people who are 100 percent like de-icing a plane i don't want them to be stoned out of their mind I which is like no judgment or whatever but again if you're just a passenger who has it on you and wants to fly with some little goodies to your destination like who gives a fucking flying fuck that's that's right crazy. that being said you're on your own if you decide to do that, we're not. Yes. Okay. I would, I didn't I do would, with that. I would trust someone who's high de-icing a plane than oh, I would someone yes. who's sneaking in alcohol. 
Yeah. Like in yes, the water bottle. That's what a lot of people do is that they hide alcohol um, during their chips. Mm-hmm. So if you can fully like expose that, you know, it's it's not legal to drink alcohol or, you know, during a shift. I would trust someone who's smoking weed. Because you um, get that you get that high OCD. I I just get like very focused. You get thir- I that's what I mean. You, you you get that like very stoned. Uh, oh OCD, yeah, like calm. thoroughness. Yeah. yeah, you're like every centimeter of this plane has been de-iced three times over. <laughs> <laughs> Other than like the act of commuting being a super pain in the ass, like not only do like people who are employees. Like, at the airport, have to get TSA pre-checked. But any food vendors or people who supply the airports also have to be TSA approved. Everybody has to go through all the paperwork. Hey, hey everyone, you have to make sure that isn't, like, some bomb lettuce. You know, as much as they say, like, it's, like, some bomb lettuce. We're talking about airports. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Rules number, first rule. Rule number one, don't describe your food as bomb. So, like, basically, (laughs) okay, so airports are known for, like, being fucked up. Flight's not coming in on time. Weather this specific weekend, like, was really fucked up for Thanksgiving because weather's crazy and bonkers all over the U.S. So basically, if you're a passenger that is stuck in the airport, then you're being an employee in the airport means you're fucking stuck too. Yes, we're all in the same boat, friends. Yeah, yeah. Everything sucks. It it all sucks. And then if everybody's stuck, I really do think there are rules that, like, restaurants have to stay open or there's probably etiquette, you know, if things do go that way that restaurants are like, yes, we will stay open. Obviously, they'll stop serving booze after, like, legal times, but, you know, to accommodate, like, all of these stuck passengers. And then you're probably also making, I would hope, more money. But you would think, because then you have people who come and fucking camp, right? And oh, my like, God. They're That's like, we're delayed five yeah. hours, so we're going to stay here for five hours at this table, which is not okay. That's what I really want to talk about is, like, so I, I feel like what when we were researching, without you being, like, our, like, necessarily, like, 100% go-to person. Unicorn, been a long time. I think, is the word. Well, I know, but, and I guarantee you went through this while you were doing it, but people who are a little more savvy, like, a flight's delayed, they just immediately go like a blood sport, take over two bar stools, and are like, I own this for the next six hours. And you're like, how is someone supposed to turn and burn any tips if this person stopped drinking, eating, is not going to run up a high tab? But I, on the flip side, I've also understood that when you work at an airport uh, bar or restaurant, your sections are just like aggressively bigger than normal. Oh yeah, well, and and to add to that, every restaurant, every customer at every restaurant in airports treats it as if it's McDonald's. Yeah, they don't tip. I know. You I know. Don't make tips at all. Well, another, uh, sorry. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, I I personally have not um, eaten that many times in an airport restaurant because I am someone you who don't likes want to. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, I am, I'm getting better, but I am so bad at making my flight on time to begin with. So there's, there's just never an hour of lollygagging ever, ever, right. ever. Um, but when I have, I mean, like, yeah, 
If a waiter is bringing me menu, food, drinks, and a and a and a checkbook, yeah, you tip. Who the it's fuck? The same is... as if you were not at the airport. But and again, this is my ignorance, so it just must be a lot of people who think they are McDonald's employees, even when you're at a full service restaurant. Or they feel like it's like a get out of jail free card. You know what I mean? That's what I think. I'll right. never like see they don't have to do it. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. And so Brooke. Uh, I apologize. What was your question like with people taking over chairs for like six hours? Well, it was both of us. So this idea too, though, like, so if you're already worried that, you know, working in an airport, you're not going to get great tips. So then say there's a layover, say, you know, people immediately, the minute they find out a flight is, is delayed, it is like a goddamn blood sport to uh, <laughs> basically take over like a bar stool on the oh, end. Yeah. You don't leave. You camp and forget it. Like you are not turning that chair. You're not turning that table. And what can you really say as a server to these people? You know? Nothing because you're not getting tips. You get minimum wage. Fuck it. No one's going to tip. I mean, and it's, you can't it's tell worth them getting to... like it's worth getting like a UTI. <laughs> I mean, just fucking stay there. Like, yeah, it's like prime real estate for sure. I mean, because yeah. pe- people <laughs> really do get they get very apocalyptic um, when they're not they sure do. where else to go. But I'm just saying that, like to me, it blows my mind. Um, I-, I just think there's a really different ecosystem with the airport in the sense that a manager, you know, can't say to someone who closed their check an hour ago, you need to go. People feel like if they found a place to sit, they don't have to move. Oh, see, I do tell people. Oh, good. Once they close out, oh yeah, girlfriends. I would um, understand. I would think they'd be like, you gotta go, we're on a wait. I approach people with kindness. I'm like, bye Felicia, thank you. You can go, we've got more people. Like this. Good. Okay. Did, did you bring a tent? Yeah, because that, places uh, like Chili's this, are. This is not a homeless shelter. A lot of restaurants that are sit down, if not all restaurants that are sit down, have hosts. And there's like a clear okay, good. host stand at most that I see. So there is order. I mean, I think at bars, you can just go sit at the bar and you're fine with that. Ones that are specific bars or like any coffee shops or anything like that. But when it comes to specific restaurants, you gotta go. Mm-hmm. Scoop. Good. Scoop. Good. Okay. Scoop. Good. I was like really worried, uh, only because like my camping experience, you know, with a really crazy delay, like I did just keep ordering stuff, and I was like a drunk, drunk. nightmare by yeah. the en- by the end of it. it. But I was like, I must keep adding on to my bill, you know. To and there's pay- nothing like getting delayed and then having getting wasted than having a six hour flight ahead of you. It's charming. <laughs> True. <laughs> but also for me, I'm like, at a certain point, even if my flight is delayed, I want to back to the chair. Oh, I don't want I a bar know. stool because I, I just hunch over. And then it's like, you know what? You just need to move on because now you're coming off as like a repeat offender and you start talking to like people about your kids and your aunts and your uncles and no one gives a shit. Just fucking buy something and go away. Go to the bathroom. Oh, boy. the TSA. All right. Well, okay. So on the flip side of that, I would say, because like, and, and that that's like the worst case scenario. That is like the snowstorms, the rainstorms, the delays, the whatever. The, the tra- nightmare things we all think about when we think about the worst possible scenarios at the airport. So then we're taking it from also the perspective of uh, longtime airport 
bartenders, waitresses, etc. And so it's fun, like like the positive spin, which we all like to hope and believe when someone is nice to us when we saddle up to a bar. <laughs> which, whatever. Again, let's all remember people are trying to make tips. Um, but this is like an interesting an interesting take on it, which I personally find uh, to be fascinating is is bartenders say like, you know, our customers come in in their own world hurrying they're checking their flight status uh their needs are very basic and like when it's a nicer place what some of these nicer establishments are saying is the customers are not expecting um culinary or drinking uh or service experience which is the new thing happening in a lot of nicer airport terminals and so it's like when someone overachieves people's minds are blown that they like sat down Which is hilarious because we've all come to look at most situations when we sit down to dine or drink at an airport as like um, like like a TGI Fridays at best. You know what I'm saying? Where you're like, oh, good gore. Which are good all gore. over Scandinavia <laughs> and, and, and in Scandinavian airports, might I add. Are they? Uh-huh. Are they all there? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, hey, listen, a Ruby Tuesdays, you know, they are <laughs> universal. You can't turn it down. <laughs> I mean, whatever. But talking specifically about this, like, little blurb that we, with Brooke just mentioned about, like, people being overwhelmed by good culinary service is specifically at a restaurant called Root Down, which is in the Denver airport, which I... I have sung its praises on this podcast oh, before. It's yeah. like if I can lay over in Denver on Southwest and hit that concourse C, that's where Root Down is. And it's like my fucking favorite little treat that I can get. Like the beers are delicious. Local ciders. The food is amazing. And the service oh. is great. There's been times, um, I think two Christmases ago, we, Brian and I, fly back on Christmas Day because it's like cheaper and less people and we got we had like a little that's bit of a, a, a we had a two hour that's layover. Um oh. we plopped down at Root Down. We had a great meal. Like I told the bartender at one point, like this is our favorite restaurant. That you were in love with at him? any airport that we can like <laughs> come and chill out. He gave us three <laughs> rounds of drinks. Like we tipped the shit out of him. It was a great experience, you know? And specifically Denver Airport, um, we came to find out last year, I believe. Um, every restaurant that they're going to have in Denver is going to be a local, a small business restaurant. They're changing that, which is pretty awesome. And I think it's interesting to bring up that like we've all traveled abroad and gone to different airports in the world and been like, what the fuck is this luxury? Like, what is what is going on? Oh, when you're overseas and you're like, why am I being treated well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't understand. Sure. <laughs> Whereas like, I think you know I've read up that like I think a lot of people are like well you're not really going through the U.S. to get anywhere else which is not true because the U.S. is big so you're always going through somewhere else to get somewhere else you know what I mean like right so uh, and I I think that because the U.S. has not like picked up on the fact that like airports can be money-making machines for a lot of people you know I think what they're saying is like everybody has to park and that's how we make our money and I think we're just starting to see like um renovations and like new concourses and local businesses coming in like I know at O'Hare like Publican is there now you know there's small businesses that are like creeping in so you can have like a little bit more of a refined experience and I can get fucking half acre beer and I can get fucking Vandermill cider revolution Mm -hmm. I mean you can get revolution um, Maplewood is in there. They're supporting local breweries and businesses. And um, 
I, I mean, Arizona, where my dad oh, lives. Phoenix, yeah. There's this, yeah, there's this, uh, the Phoenix airport. I kid you not, there's this, like, French whatever place where you can get really good French yeah, soup. I've heard the res- uh, restaurants there are great. Yeah, and so as far as service goes, which is what you were talking about, like, what makes it, like, kind of like, I'm going to go there. This server at the um, oh. uh, place in Southwest, of course, everyone is delightful. And then two things. Here's the menu, and there's the outlet to charge your phone. <laughs> I was like, God damn, mother. That's fucking Christmas. <laughs> that is Christmas. Yeah. And that is not, Christmas. You have to know and he's like, your demographic. He's like, Don't. He's like, I was like, some motherfucker. And I was like, I'm not leaving because there are people out there and people are, they're, they're monstrous. They're monstrous. They're horrible. He's like, they can't control any situation at an airport and they go bonkers. When you tell people where outlets are done, that's it. Drop that mic. Drop that mic. I'll tip you a million dollars. And like, the thing is that, this all exists, you know, and it is great. Like I said, better offers of food are, are happening. And I kind of think it's really amazing for like airports to embrace the city they live in and try and get vendors in to like reflect the culinary scene of their city, like in the I airport. Agree. Well, I, agree. I some of the, some of the research we looked up basically was like, while the actual flights keep degrading the experience you know for for you know a customer a passenger where it's like oh yeah no 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 we're gonna throw a biscoff cookie at your fucking head (laughs) and you have to pay for a sprite or whatever um that's where the terminals are now taking over with the better and bigger experiences and better just quality of food period like just not from the restaurants but from like grabbing it's not food that they put like no it's not it's 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 so horrifying you're absolutely right 100 absolutely been like two or three times where i've had a delay in denver and I've been like, oh, my flight's leaving. I got to go. And then I look and it's been delayed another hour. And I was like, I got to fucking sit here and have another delicious cider. <laughs> and I couldn't be happier that I'm laid over. And yeah. <laughs> because you are so desperate for treats. Doesn't take much for me. Doesn't take much. Whatever. Once you start traveling more than like annually, you are starting to search for just anything that makes you feel human because it's agreed. I think we could all and and a lot of our listeners could all like talk about like the very the the specific places they like to go when they travel in the airports that are local to them, you know, where they know they're going to get great service. Well, and that's the thing, too, is like is like, okay, so we midway for me. I love that. I love that. I love midway. They got that home run pizza now girlfriend well they've got pot bellies too okay i would not be mad at that i want a little milkshake with a cookie on the straw i thought thought, don't stop me if i'm wrong i thought the pot bellies closed and then it became home run and pizza lies okay Again, heard some really fantastic feedback. Um, not we didn't well, we didn't hear it. We just researched it and saw fantastic feedback from people who do exclusively work uh, airport bars, restaurants, etc. And so, whether you agree with this or not, Kate, um, 
It's basically like, okay. So as like an airport bartender, like the job never ceases to surprise you because, you know, you can basically have a flight, you know, you can have an empty bar and then a flight that's delayed. And then in 10 seconds, the place goes from zero to 100% filled up. Yep. And so your attitude is like a huge part of how everyone, you know, tips you well, et cetera. And then like other people who've worked in this industry for a long time are also like, hey, listen, you have to be able to read the room a little bit like a comedian, like someone who's just mm -hmm. an empath, intuitive or whatever. You might have people at the corner terrified to fly. You might have people who are pissed that they just missed a flight and the people next to them are like annoyed that they are going to meet, you know, so-and-so and somewhere else or, and then another group that's like so excited and ready to party and vacation. So there are like so many incredible emotions, factions. emotions and factions that come through an airport. And so you're kind of like, fuck dude, you have to be such a goddamn Jedi uh, of a bartender when you are in an airport bar and you are everyone's goddamn hero. Speak on that. You have to know how to run a room. Who has had too much to drink? Yeah. How to pace it? Yeah. Because here's the thing: is while it's one person behind the bar, and there are twenty to thirty <laughs> seats at the bar <laughs> um, where people are sitting, and then oh, the draft is out, the keg is out. So then you oh need someone to get the keg out. So if there's like you know revolution IPA or whatever so you have to do that and you you need to know how to delegate and you need to know how to make it it's my house it's not your house that's yes. my approach well i my approach is kindness respects but this is my house it's not your house it looks like you need to sleep for a while <laughs> and i know you guys are going to fucking mardi gras or some shit like that you could take your time and then you've got the business person whose eye contact is always hovered over <laughs> and like they're always focusing on something except for you and then all of a sudden they're like hey i need this well get, i'll get to it when i can and then do you want to start a tab do you not want to start a tab so uh, multitasking is not productive sometimes but you just have to be totally aware of your environment as we know well, well doing mentioned if you do have to change a keg like it's this isn't a normal restaurant setup like your kegs might be under like a, a floor or two under you correct so you have to go and actually leave and go out to like get all that shit done you might have to get on a, like a shuttle and go to another terminal <laughs> you have to get your your id your barcode to get into a door to get into another door it's like awesome to go down an elevator like to go down another elevator like Austin Powers doing a three-point turnabout. <laughs> like, I just need to go that way. But he's like, eh. And then went up. And it's like, I just... And then you have to change the keg. Uh-huh. There's no one else. And God forbid so, we all get, a like, a keg that sprays all over us. Mm, uh, which is always a very, very fun thing to come back from changing yeah, any then, keg at any restaurant fucking soaked in beer that just exploded all over you. Right, exactly. And then when you come up from the bowels of hell like just with beer because you're the only person working because the bar is like maybe eight feet wide but there are so many people and they're like where has the bartender been and i'm like uh 
here saving your lives. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing, getting you your minor, fly juice, your liquid courage. People asking for, you know, doubles on things too. Oh, yeah. People want to get upset. up at airports. I don't blame them. I mean, <laughs> I, w- I would just want to smoke weed. Well, it is kind of a thing, I think, too, in airports where people just kind of, unless you're totally inebriated, everybody just turns a blind eye to how, like, drunk people get on airplanes at airports, how they feel up to be able to handle whatever they're going to do to handle, or if it's just they fly all the time and they're like, I get to get wasted before I do this, you know? But it's also the other big thing that we can all be very um, – cognizant of which I'm I didn't even think of until I researched this earlier today is like everyone at any point is on a different fucking time zone we don't know where they just came from yeah you know so it might be night for them and while we're like look at these assholes at 7 a.m having some bloody marys oh I don't judge anybody drinking oh me neither neither do I I love bloody. I don't. I don't now. I mean, I don't now. I used to just be like, "What is going on with all of these like you know early morning drinkers?" And then you really don't stop to think that airports are this like neither this nether region of time. Whoa, it's a nether region (laughs) of time and space. Well, no matter what, you're like leaving your life in some way or going back to your life. You know. And, And And what if the plane explodes in the air? Have some drinks. You never know. Why not? Go out in peace. And I think to to add to your original, whatever our question was, that you were dealing with so many people yes. who are going through so many different things, trauma or celebration. And my approach was always like, hey, buddy, like, we're going to we're going to get through this together. Your shit sucks. So does mine because there's no one here to fucking replace the goddamn keg. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it sucks. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to celebrate. And I can only do so much because they can only staff so many people. Yeah. And also, how do you retain employees when they're getting paid, which is not minimum wage? It's, Sometimes. It's it's better now, I think, since you since you were there. We you know, we've done a little research it's, in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> in the nineteen eighties when you were there. No, I'm just kidding. But like listen, no, this experience for you is probably twenty years ago. If you were like saying in your twenties, we're both like we're you know, Andrew and I are both early forties now. Are you our age? I I'm forget. just forty. <laughs> you don't have to say shit. I just turned forty one. I'm just forty. I just Fair. Because Andrea, Andrea really, really. Andrea, you are six months younger than me. Calm down. I'm calm, dude. No, you're actually, you're four months younger than me. I'm calm. Moving on. Listen, the reason why I bring that up is because my neighbor, he still works at O'Hare. Wow. Yeah, okay. He's told me what they get paid and how things have changed oh, wow. since I worked there. And it isn't that much. The tipping system, people do not tip. They don't. Okay. If someone points me in the direction of water, coffee, a Bloody Mary, and an outlet, fuck my family, all of my money for Christmas is going to that person. I'll give you $100 because yes. that's all I can afford. And it's, 
I think we'll get to this, but like if it's the holidays and someone's working overtime for you away from their family flying on Christmas, give them money. Okay, so, but let's be honest. Like, I, I researched a little deeper in terms of, like, yes, you can give, you can put money in anyone's hands. You truly can. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just actual airline employees, just in general, uh, cannot. Oh, flight attendants, you can't. You can't. What you can do. Okay, so let's, let's, let's segue real quick. All right. First of all, uh, let's segue into who can be tipped and if they can't be tipped with cash, what you can do instead. So any sort of curbside uh, assistance, any sort of wheelchair through the airport, yep, blah, blah, blah. You throw them, like at the very least, the standard is a five. Mm-hmm. So if you know already going into your situation that you are going to need that, have a, have a goddamn $5 bill on you, yep. you know? And if you only yep. have a 10, give them a 10, you know? Um, don't ask for change. That's don't ask for, for change. That, that's insane. Oh, that's, that's insane. So gross. So tacky. No, you should be embarrassed. <laughs> you should be embarrassed. And and I 100% agree. So, uh, gate agents, um, you know, no, you no. You, you can't tip Mm-mm. them. It, do, it doesn't, they have a, they have a salary as much as we might want to pretend we can pay them off for a flight that's going to get us home. No. It yeah. just, that, that's not a thing. And I'm going off of like a travel and leisure, like vetted sort of uh, research situation <laughs> that I went through. And hey, Grant, I mean, like, whatever. Like, at the end of the day, like, a lot of people were like, no, we cannot accept. A lot of people are like, we cannot accept uh, your tip, blah, blah, blah. But if you keep insisting, like, and if it would be rude for me to not take it, like, okay, I'll take it, you know. But in general, like, with your flight attendants or the pilot, um, I've had this vetted by a handful of people. Okay. This is also great for like a long flight too. Okay. Go spend 20 bucks, get four $5 uh, Starbucks, <laughs> Starbucks uh, coffee cards, right? You know what I'm saying? Which is good for like a really nice latte or some sort of pumpkin spice bullshit, right? And so then you walk back to the galley before the flight takes off and you say, hey, I really appreciate all the work you do. Blah, blah, blah. Hand them all out. They figure out what seat you're in. Guarantee you are drinking your face off the rest of the flight, and uh, you will get free snacks above and beyond what's already free, and some food. And also, if you hand the like the pilots a bag of peanut M and M's or some bullshit, if you're in the mood or whatever that gets through the checkpoint, you know, as long as it's coming from the airport, and they're like, oh, it's not like. M&M's filled with bombs and poison. Quit saying bombs. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but that's, that's, but that's our entire experience at the airport anymore. Beer. Let's be real, you know. And Stop fighting. I know. But, exa- but like, <laughs> you take care. You start, like, I challenge everyone to give a little love toward their uh, airline stewards and stewardesses, their, uh, you know, pilots, and just, even if even if nothing comes back to you, it is kind of like a phenomenal like uh, you as a server being like, hey, listen, you're a sky server, and I love you, and what you do is unbelievably more annoying than what we do. Probably, it's very true. 
Not to mention it's like having to clean up after a bunch of animals who've been on a cross-country flight when people get off of it. Feet oh. everywhere. Bare feet all over a TV screen. We've seen that video. Well, oh. I haven't seen that video. So oh, I'll send it to you. A uh, it, it's a fucking dude with his big toe swiping <gasps> what? the what? options <laughs> like this. Like this. I don't. Brooke. Sorry. Could he Mine. use his hands? Is it a my left foot scenario? <laughs> but real quick, let's talk about how to be a boss, a boss traveler, passenger, everybody. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, listen, Andrea and I, <laughs> because we both are Chase Sapphire Reserve members, uh, that's when my credit was good and I was worth something. Oh, shit. She's currently killing it. Um, you get priority pass for free. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what, everyone? You can just buy this goddamn shit. Yeah, <laughs> which I just don't learned. know. What priority passes. <laughs> priority pass gives you access. This is uh, priority pass gives you access to different lounges. They're not the best ones. No, especially actually the good ones are international. So like, but what Brooke's saying is you can you can buy I love a pass. The way that you just pronounce international. 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 Um, you can buy a pass a day pass or it's for like a probably a certain a lot of the time i think like mm-hmm. five hours max you can buy like between sometimes between 20 to 40 dollars 28 bucks you can go and you get food and drink for free it's usually like a buffet nicer seating nicer service no you get like a couch to yourself and a goddamn outlet and free wi-fi and yes a little buffet and if you are about to drop a bunch of coin on a large bottled water, some horrible sandwich, some other snacks. It's like, no, 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 no. That is already over $20 that you don't realize you've spent. Get a pass for a lounge and then just remember to tip someone who might or might not be serving you. Mm-hmm. That that was my takeaway. No one served me the past couple times I've been there. So, I, like, it you just wasn't... You go to the bar and get drink or what no it was all self-serve oh so well, it was it, it was a situ- alcohol yeah i mean i, I it poured was self-serve alcohol oh everything Whoa. it was just no it was just all wine in a bucket like just like fucking is a great name for an airport lounge in my opinion wine in a bucket bourbon on a counter have you been it's so affordable but so in those situations so like if someone is serving you in that lounge do not forget to leave something on the table you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying for them because they are not like your $27 entry fee or whatever uh, does not go to them whatsoever. So if someone is actually serving you, leave them a, a little something. Okay. We tried to tip at the lounge in Rome and the guy was like, please don't offend me. Like keep your, seriously. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. But that's in Europe, not here. Tip right. here. <laughs> so also, if you agree, um, I feel like if, you know, if possible, while you're traveling, especially if you're like a savvy, savvy traveler um, and you kind of are coming in and out of the same terminals, the same gate, you have your favorite person. It's like, which happens a lot. I am not, I am not a regular traveler in that way, but many people are. So it's like pay them with the card, blah, 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 but like cash tip if you can. Or if you got that company travel credit card, Take care of your server at the airport, you motherfuckers.
right, guys, here's a tip. Uh, since we are just overall the next few weeks talking some like holiday uh, travel ideas and how to get through it all, I um, thought you guys would benefit from knowing a few free things that exist at airports. Woo! Very cool. Very cool. Free things that exist besides the flu and the bubonic plague or bare feet uh, on, a, on a fucking armrest. Okay. Um, listen. Check out your local airport. It's not a ton so far, let's be honest. Uh, here's a tip. You can learn how to do CPR. If you've got a little layover and don't know what else to do, why not pick up a life skill? You guys all know from several episodes ago, someone died on my flight, which was pretty intense. And uh, the the flight staff like really, really came to this person's aid as much as they could not save his life. They were all CPR trained. Like, hey, let's all let let's all just be armed with knowledge, uh, just in life and beyond. Uh, okay, some airports also have therapy animals you can pet if you go seek them out. One airport even has a tiny horse in Cincinnati. What? A tiny little horse you can pet. A little Sebastian type? It was so adorable. (laughs) There's a pig in San Francisco, a cat at Denver International Airport, and a miniature horse in Cincinnati. What? Yes! It exists. Um, And then, more than ever... These are not, I don't think this it, this is uh, exclusive to just these airports. I think it keeps growing every time I travel. But if you want time to relax, stretch, and uh, get your yoga on, San Francisco, O'Hare, Midway, Miami, Dallas-Fort Worth, um, and probably many more to come have yoga rooms where they might even lend you a yoga mat. Like, just keep this in mind if you're like, oh, my God, I'm such – uh, I'm stranded in such a crazy layover. I want to get away from people. Recall your center, your nirvana, your namaste. <laughs> Whether it's just conniving or otherwise, just to get away from people. And be, you can go meditate in a quiet room. 100%. How amazing would it feel to go be in a calm room with people who are ready to lay down on mats and just get away from them? So. That's our tip. And as you know, Brooke, my favorite tip for the holiday season in airports that everybody knows, take your fucking oregano oil. <laughs> oh, girl. I can't stress enough. It's going to help you not get sick. It's going to keep you from like food poisoning, foodborne illness. It's antiviral and antibacterial and anti-inflammatory. And I suggest you take a bunch of it during the holiday season, uh, being around tons of people and at airports. And also wet wipes. <laughs> you had all your tips. Let me just have my one. You're saying I'm a germ freak. Hey guys, thanks always for listening to Sidewalk Podcast. If you like what you've heard here, please head on over to the old Apple Podcast and like us, uh, high ratings and review us. We love to hear it and we love to hear from you. Uh, don't forget to go ahead and give us those Instagram stories. Any topics we haven't even like covered, send them our way. 2020 is coming. We need all the topics. We can't wait to get them at you. Have a great day. Thank you.